for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Dun, 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 dun. What's up, guys? It's Tuesday, October 23rd, 2012, episode number 57 of Attack of the Androids. Every week on Tuesday, attackoftheandroids.com slash live. That's where we do these hangouts. That's where we hang out and have a chat room for you. Uh, Matt Lee joining us this evening. We have Joey Kelly. What's up, Joey? Hello, sports fans. It was a wonderful day in the... Oh, sorry. Wrong speech. We don't like sports here. Uh, we got Shane Brady, Mr. World Series himself. What's up, man? <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going? And from Yats, filling in for Eric and Seth, who may join us in a bit. Aunt Pruitt, what's up, man? What's going on, gentlemen? You're, uh, you're, you're hangout behaving now? Did you end enough task to... Uh, well, my CPU usage looks much better now. I'm only at about 40% usage instead of 90%. So I guess I did something right. I, I love that kind of contrasts the whole discussion about, you know, how how we have all of these throwaway cycles on our mobile devices because <laughs> we're doing just BS computing. And here this poor ant is just trying to get some spare cycles to run a hangout on to come talk about Android and maybe the iPad mini, maybe. I'm, What's I'm, that? I'm glad you freed oh, that. Yeah, that was announced today. That's right. I saw, yeah, there were, so there's like three, the big three have announcements. Is is it this week that uh, that the Android announcement is? Because we had the Microsoft thing, right? So the RT no, tablet that came was out. next week. Is it next week? Yeah, why Android is, is, I believe it's next Tuesday, I believe. Why am I so no, next Monday. I just Monday, saw like okay. a bunch of reviews about it. So maybe, okay, well. It looks cool. <laughs> I don't know. It looks like and another Windows, tablet Windows has laptop. a couple of announcements this week. Okay, and then so the Apple one was today? Mm-hmm. And that then is when's, when is that Android one? Tomorrow? Next Monday. Next Monday. Monday. Okay. And we know what we can expect to see uh, there from LG at least. I guess we can start with that or let's let's start with the apple stuff and just just kind of discuss it shane did what did you come out of this you actually watched it uh yeah i actually i didn't watch the live video i just watched the uh live commenting because that's usually because that's all that matters yeah i mean listening to those things is ponderous um and it takes forever to get to the meat of it. Um, the coolest things i thought with the new imax which uh, obviously had nothing to do with this show um, but well, that's, it's, it's the competition for what this show is discussing, and it's you know, well, kind of the, kind the IMAX. Well, uh, I knew that. IMAX minis, but they announced a new iPad, an iPad Generation Four, which basically means that iPad Three you bought last week is just a big giant piece of crap now. Apparently. Yeah, they, didn't they just had the the new iPad? Is that like the epitome of cannibalizing your own <laughs> your own children there? Uh, it's because that well, that wasn't it, even a year. Like there's seven, seven months. What that seems really. I just I feel like literally we just heard about that. I I don't know. Maybe time is distorted here. Yeah. So because people are so used to Apple being one product per year, we're not going to screw over that bad. 
Um, but in the Android world, our phones, are, you know, are three months later is a new faster phone, right? Is that so, weird that like new products can actually be a bad thing? Because usually you're like, oh, cool, I can't wait for the new one of this to come out. But it's like when you're so flooded with it, it, it just it's like I just got this and now I have to throw it away and get and you're not even going to give me trade up value unless I gazelle the damn thing. Yeah, and that, not to mention that the iPads are very expensive. But what everybody really wanted to see was the iPad Mini, and I think it was kind of a. I mean, I think it was really overhyped, and it really wasn't all that impressive. I saw uh, something on on Google Plus that pretty much summed it up perfectly. It said something about half. Half the size, half the the specs, twice the price, or the same price, or something. If you're buying it, you're you're stupid. It's just <laughs> well, a... so the base the base model is three twenty nine for a sixteen gig, right? Um, and we the Kindle Fire at the same price is two hundred. And I think the Nexus Seven is going to see a significant price drop next week, where you're going to either see a uh, a 3G capability for like 250. But we've always seen that from them, right? Anything they release that's the same as what everyone else releases is going to be at least 100 to 200 dollars more. So why should this be any different? Did everyone think they were going to compete price to price with this, and that's why they had to make it smaller so they I could? Think, I think if you're going to, if you're not going to compete on price, then it's surprising they didn't even compete on specs. Right, it's a lower res screen. The, the the storage isn't that fast. The processor, you know, any of those benchmarks, you can take them or leave them. As far as I'm concerned, they're all pretty fast. So they basically made a an iPad Kindle Fire. Oh, that's just wrong. Is that lo- they basically made <laughs> a BlackBerry? Hold on, they basically made a BlackBerry Playbook. <laughs> Is that better? Oh my gosh! But smaller <laughs> and shiny, like a compact, so you can put your makeup on when you go get your <laughs> when you go to the store to get your kiss that comes with the purchase of each one. That's so wrong. Sorry, go ahead, Shane. <laughs> well, I was just wrapping up by saying I I still would I still think a better value. Especially in the holiday season, will still be the Kindle Fire. Even I don't personally like the interface. I don't think you could beat the amount of content, the price, and the fact that it's a better screen. Yeah. Were the Apple group were they excited about it? And did you see any uh, excitement in your your circles? Um. Robert was excited. In my circles, of course, only Robert Marshall, our <laughs> our buddy. You know, but most folks, it was sort of, you know, like, yeah, it was nice. But the most most of their incitement came from the MacBook Pro uh, with the retina display and smaller, as well as the um, the iMac, like Shane said. And I, I thought the iMac myself was pretty damn hot. If so- I might just throw in a tweet from October Jones, who is a... Uh, a British guy uh, who's written the texts from the dog blog and book. Uh, You might have heard of it. Uh, He says, top tip, turn your regular iPad into an iPad mini by holding it further away from your face. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. It's called perspective. We learned this in sixth grade art class. Thank you. Oh, man. 
Keep in mind, this is the guy that gets passive-aggressive with his dog well, on text messages that are posted on the blog. So consider the source. Sometimes you uh, have however, to, though. I get passive-aggressive with my cat all the time, and then she just gets straight-up aggressive and then have to walk <laughs> away. Work. Walk away. So uh, how how would you say that uh, is? are they just screwing people, Shane, by the price, by the specs, just the whole thing was just... Like, you, you just seem like you had a downtone on this whole thing. And unmute. On the iPad part, I did. Uh, I thought the other announcements were good. I just think the iPad mini is too overpriced, and it's, like, two-year-old specs. And the new iPad kind of just... It, it's a real fast revision, and it was only so they could sell more Thunderbolt... Uh, or, sorry, uh, the, th- yeah, the Thunder... The lightning connection. That's yeah, was, lightning. That, that's why they upgraded now, so they they can sell a bunch of those accessories for the iPad in addition. Hmm. Smart business, especially when you've spent the last decade or two getting your your loyalty, your your fan base good and and it's it's like what Hypnotoad on Futurama does, and then you just flash Apple, and then they're like, "Oh, I gotta get this. I need it." I don't care what it is. I need it. I need it now. Yeah, I think what else? I it's think interesting what also to this, see. This is the year that Apple says Android was right, a bigger phone is better, and a smaller tablet is better. That's <laughs> what Apple is admitting. Uh, <laughs> Sound well, of fighting words. That's all right. We can't always be right all the time, right? And a mob of angry Apple fans just stormed uh, Shane's house. Just stopped pictures. listening yeah. to our Android podcast. <laughs> Please don't do that. So, all right. Uh, let's, yeah, let's talk about this event, uh, October 29th, like you said. Uh, and then LG came out, and that we've been talking about the LG Nexus phone. It looks like that's going to be announced at this, or launched. Is, is there a difference between announced, launched, and... So, like, are people going to actually be coming away from the event with this device? Or what, what does launched mean? Uh, in my opinion, launch means you have it in your hands. You paid for it. Like you can get it, not like I'm going to pre-order it and then like two right. years later I might get it. This is right. I mean, we'll 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 announce the product today, um, but we'll launch it next Tuesday from stores or online or whatever. You know, right. that's my opinion of it. I'm not a pro on this whole. And so they thing. they did finally confirm a lot of the rumored specs. They they're saying that. Um, the 4.7 inch screen, Android 4.2, uh, 1.5 gig quad core, 2 gigs of RAM, 1280 by 768 IPS display, 8 megapixel rear, non removable battery. LG, have we learned nothing? <laughs> uh, they've heard varying norm- numbers on the storage from 8 to 16 gig, uh, and it will not include a micro SD slot. Which we've been kind of... I don't know if I like that trend. I, I don't know, though. I used the crap out of my SD card when I had my Droid X. But on the Galaxy Nexus, like, it doesn't even occur to me that, oh, I wish I had more storage. Like, I've never... I don't know. So maybe maybe because the onboard... And I get what they said before when they first got rid of that. I, I don't remember what... it Was, was it the 7 that came out that didn't have one? And they were like, listen, though. When there's a card and onboard storage, the storage gets split up between apps and system, 
kind right. of not in a good way. So now if we can remove the non-removable storage and just give you more main storage, it, you can use it however you want, and that problem disappears. But I don't know. You know, and again, it, it just boils down to the use case of people right. that live in the cloud versus those that don't. Well, that and, like, even on, on my Prime, I find it much quicker to pop out an SD card, even if I'm not using it. Just grab a random SD card, copy whatever I want onto that, and then put that into the Prime, and then copy it onto the Prime, rather than copying over Wi-Fi. It just, it's quicker doing it with that connection than... But, yeah, I mean, well, I guess that, the phone, you, can just, you could just plug the phone in and go USB that way anyway. You're, you're not having to use the Wi-Fi, but... Right. I don't know. That looks looks interesting. I would you wait because we know that there's going to be other Nexus phones from other manufacturers and because of LG's uh if if you're asking me, yes, because it's an LG. Right. That their <laughs> reputation precedes them a little bit. They this could be yeah. a really cool device. Who knows? I, I'm I not mean, they, it could it, they could prove me wrong and other people because again I felt the same way about Samsung for the longest, but yeah. Yeah, that's true, right? I'm carrying the Galaxy Nest. You and Nexus me both. And ever, I yeah. had friends that had Samsung Android phones, and I hated them. I always liked yeah. the Motorola ones, and I was like, God, oh, this feels like it's broken, but now it's it's all about the G-Nex. Yep. So what else are we uh, – Shane, do you know what else we can be expecting uh, announced at this event? It's not just LG, right? Are we going to see other Nexus phones announced perhaps? I haven't seen any strong rumors about other Nexus phones. So I'm wondering if they're going to focus just on the Nexus devices. We're going to see an upgraded Nexus 7 and a Nexus 10, which is going to do resolution of like 25 60 or whatever that ratio is, super high res, 300 DPI, 10-inch tablet would be the only one on the market. What can we expect to see out of Android 4.2? Anything, any major upgrades over 4.1.2? I don't think so. This is another incremental release, right? This isn't the next, this isn't Key Lime Pie or whatever. This is just incremental. Yeah, I think this is still going to be named uh, Jelly Bean. Right. Uh, but I just we haven't seen the key line, you know, anything stuffed animal at the uh, at the Google Plex. That's true, huh? That's usually delivered like a day or two beforehand, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we yeah, I mean, maybe we'll see by the end of the week. But I mean, we saw the ice cream, the jelly bean, the honeycomb, all that stuff yeah. go pretty early. Um, we haven't seen the hint. We think it's going to be key line pie because it's K. There's not that much, not that much else Quiche? you can do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can have the the ghetto spelling of candy cane with a K. (laughs) Uh, The only only thing I'm hoping is that's true. I was going to say, how many women do you know that go by that ant? Come on, candy cane. Just just two. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it's one girl named Candy, and then her friend Kane. 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 See, he he he's on to. I know. I know. (laughs) I know that girl. So and then, I would think you'd see the whole the whole um, what do you want to call it stuffed animals or whatever the the statues the statues. mono the monoliths. I don't. I think you'll see that you know around you know the springtime when you get closer to I/O. Yeah, that's that's, that's true, opinion. right? They've been seeing we've been seeing the the major releases pushed at I/O or at least announced right. and talked about there. Right, ice cream sandwich was announced last I/O. The phone came out in. October. Last but then again, ICS and Jelly Bean were kind of one after another, 
it wasn't like that long wait between gingerbread and ICS. It seemed like I don't. Yeah, I, don't know. I can't imagine going to like release Jelly Bean in July and they come back in October and yeah. I, mean, four, I think four point two maybe be something to take advantage of the super high res screen. Maybe side by side windows because that would be completely doable. On we did hear side. that, didn't we? Somewhere, you know. But Shane, that 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 begs the question of alienating the smaller devices. It's just like when we got honeycomb. No. It can be an option that's not always there, right? Like, yeah, I can, if you have a super high res screen, it knows then that it'll support it because at twenty five sixty, you could have you know twelve hundred. I mean, you, you could have, have the two twelve hundred windows and your menu still there. You have room. Yeah, for I that. mean, we're looking different. I, I think it's just a way to create a new high end device because we don't. We've never seen a tablet twenty five fifty, right? I mean, that's five hundred pixels. I mean, that's a quite a bit more than the iPad three. And honestly, it's the only I could think of. You could do that on smaller devices, just at a smaller scale. I don't see why you would want to. I mean, maybe you have your document open here and your map open here. I mean, dual-core devices would po- probably run that somewhat smoothly with, I don't know. I'd be curious I, to I, see that. And this then, is what I hope. I have no reason to think this, but I, I hope that Google, or some Asus comes out with a $250, 16-gig, 3G Nexus 7 at that 250 price. That would be $200 less than the Apple one, and that is a huge gap, uh, I think. Uh, to have a 3G enabled device, who cares about LTE? You know, most people, most people who buy a seven-inch tablet aren't going the difference between LTE. And 3G. I think though, if you're if you're grandfathered into your unlimited plan and you don't want to get a new phone, those Wi-Fi tablets are definitely the way to go, because then you're just you're just using CyanogenMod to pipe out wireless that you can connect your tablet to, and it's fast, man. I was doing speed tests when I got full LTE on my phone just doing a wireless tether and it was getting at least half of the full like 30 megabit 20 megabit it, it was it was right on yeah i just think two a 253g enabled device would be a pretty big breakthrough price wise yeah and that's what the other rumors were that they're uh, like you said the 32 gig next seven uh the 3g next seven and then the the 10 inch so the 32 is confirmed people have bought is that been, early it's, okay cool and but were, not the three G. That's still up in the air. Still up in the air. So two hundred fifty dollars for thirty two gig uh, of Nexus Seven. I, that may be interesting for me. I know somebody that's not real happy about that, considering they own the sixteen gig and got it for two fifty. You know, but again, it's just the the, well, the, it's, the way the market goes. You know, we get our phones that come out in the spring. And then in the summertime, you got another one that's just that's just crazy better, well, and, uh, and your device drops down to twenty dollars at the carrier, you know. But you had it then. You got like those of us that got the primes when they first came out were mad when they announced the seven hundred one or whatever or the three hundred. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it, it was like we fixed everything that was complained about in your prime and put it. Yeah. And even even the when we got the brand new Galaxy Nexus on Verizon, you know, some of us paid more than others, and then they right. came out with it for a penny on Amazon. But it's if you were a new customer, which how many of yeah. us that are I got new, it for I got it for a buck. Yeah, if, <laughs> and yeah. a new line <laughs> and non unlimited. Do any of you guys have any interest in this phone? Because honestly, I. Just don't know why I'd want to upgrade. I do, but I cannot. If it's not leaps and bounds ahead of this Galaxy Nexus running CM10, 
if it's not leaps and bounds ahead of this, I cannot justify giving up my unlimited data plan just to switch to a new phone. Like, I will keep yeah. this phone for until something, even quad core. I, this phone keeps up better than my tablet does, which is quad core. And this is only a dual core phone. So I, I, it seems unnecessary for what you're giving up. But if you don't have that in the back of your head, like unlimited plan, you know, if, if you're not constantly bugged by that, then yeah, maybe. But it depends what you're going from. If you have yeah, one yeah. of these, then what's like, the point? And like what I'm, Matt had said, I'm not paying $300 for another one. I'll tell you that right now. This, this is it. <laughs> and like what Matt has said on the previous episode, you know, the hardware right now is running at a pretty good level, you know? Yeah, and, we've hit that spot at quad core that, you know, anything that needs to be done can be done. I don't, I don't know what else, what could you make that phone do even software wise? Like you could say that yeah. it's vanilla Android and that would excite some of us, <laughs> you know, there's I no mean, skin on this one, but I mean, look at, look at today's announcements and in, in, with Apple, exactly. They took, a, they took their, their, their prime baby device made it smaller we don't know what else to do to make this so that you'll buy the new one so we made it smaller yeah i mean they they couldn't really iterate anymore i mean if anything maybe change the optics on a camera or something but you know they boost that chip a little bit what they made it an a6x isn't that what they said shane yeah yeah that's the same chip in the iphone 5 you know and when we talked about this before probably on on yats (laughs) and on aota but when we get to the point where our phones are powerful enough that the interesting innovations are coming from the peripherals and the accessories that the phone is now running, like Google Glass, like any of this other wearable computing, <laughs> we'll see the NFC tag stuff is kind of interesting, not really anymore. It's, it's, I think it's going to be all about that. We have the power now. How can we find more intuitive ways to use it, you know? Well, speaking of that whole <clears throat> how much bigger, faster, et cetera, um, someone asked me, I can't remember if it was on the podcast two weeks ago or if it was somewhere in person, um, how much my battery life was affected on my LG phone by having 4G turned on. Ah. And I hadn't really noticed it until actually that person brought it up. And then I got looking and I realized I could no longer go more than about three, four hours without seeing that the phone battery had dropped significantly. Um, and I said, okay, for my purposes, I, wa- I-, I basically work uh, with Wi-Fi and I have Wi-Fi at home. When I'm not on Wi-Fi, I'm not doing anything big in terms of downloading size. Uh, and what I need is connectivity and I need battery life because I'm not away because I'm away from power. But check it when you're not on Wi-Fi, aren't you generally in the vehicle driving between your house and your <laughs> places? I mean, that's like <clears> my <throat> that, that's like my use case. If I'm not home and I'm not at work, I'm in my truck and I have a car charger there. So when it's not getting drained on the LTE at work, and even there's Wi-Fi there, but I choose the LTE because it's faster than the DSL there. But there's always power somewhere, you know, like I'm in, I've been (laughs) brainwashed to always be on the lookout for the nearest power. If I'm somewhere, you know, that, that I'll, I'll be needing it. You're supposed to do that. You adapt to your phone's battery life. I think. I mean, you're you're right. I mean, it wasn't like I ever had the thing actually die on me from lack of battery, but what would happen? uh, For instance, if I had to go do something 
away from my power source at work, uh, I can usually <clears> – I'm sorry, folks. I'm just <clears throat> fighting a little frog in my throat. Um, I can unplug the phone, take off, uh, go do whatever it was I needed to do for an hour, two hours, whatever it was, come back and sit back down at my desk, plug it in, and be fine. Well, when uh, the, the, when I had the 4G turned on, I couldn't do that. Uh, I would have to pretty much sit at my desk or leave the phone on my desk while I took off. And, Are you in a weak 4G area? Uh, yes, the 4G is not mm-hmm. spread out across this area yet. But check so, this out. Does that does that go back to the use case for 4G? I, I mentioned when I had first come into contact with is when I went on that uh, oh yeah dude trip to Seattle. And right. I I saw it there, and it I when I first got on, I was like, oh, this is awesome. So I was using it, and I like I said, I watched the battery drain, and then I was like, why why would you not just kick it onto three G until like I was taking YouTube videos, and so I I finished one of the show, and I wanted to upload it, so I turned four G on, upload it, turn four G off, and th- it seemed like that was a good use case for it. It's four G unless you're around power doesn't need to be something that you're using all the time the phone works well on 3g for the amount of power it consumes it doesn't seem worth that extra power consumption for that extra second or two of speed in your apps when they if open they start pulling information it, it just doesn't seem like it's worth it unless you're like you're in an area that has it everywhere and you can be charging you know here right. and there that, that was my point was that in my use case when i have power or when I when I don't have power, which is when I'm in the vehicle, or would be less likely to have my phone plugged in, is when I don't need the high-speed data. So therefore, for me, the 4G being turned on and draining the battery faster wasn't a good turn-off. Uh, it wasn't a good, uh, wasn't a good alternative. Um, the other thing, somebody said, well, what about your car? You can just plug it in. Well, yeah, that's true. But I also ride a 1978 motorcycle, which, uh, yes, it does I, have a cigarette lighter. I forgot but, about that, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't work terribly, terribly well. And then i got to keep swapping my USB charger from, you know, vehicle to vehicle to vehicle. And it's a pain in the tuchus. Yeah, I, I leave one in each vehicle. Yeah, that's the- <laughs> <laughs> right. Like you have to, especially if you're using the docks. Like I still haven't gotten a dock for the Galaxy Nexus. I'm using my Droid X in the dock still, and this just kind of sits. But like f- for the longest time, that power charger was plugged into the dock, and that's where it lived. Mm-hmm. Like I never touched it. it. I didn't even ever think about it. I plugged the phone in. And it was just, it had power, everything it needed. Well, and Joey, just so everybody knows, you have an LG phone, right? Just so oh, everybody yeah. is clear, <laughs> Joey Kelly has an LG phone. No. Okay. So yes, let's, yes. Let's, not overlook, let's not overlook that as a possible Is that battery, Joey, is your battery removable on that LG? Actually, yes, it is. Okay, so it's not just an LG thing. It's just an LG Nexus thing, it seems. You yeah. know, I, I look at this scenario and... Since I've gotten my Nexus, Galaxy Nexus, it sort of pisses me off that every day at approximately 5.30, my phone needs to be charged up. Did you go extended battery or are you stock battery? No, I'm just on stock. I have another stock battery. I will send it to you if you would like because I never you know, and, use well, it. See, and this is the thing. I, I, I typically try to leave the office between 5.30 and 6. And charging that thing up on the car charger really isn't healthy for those batteries you know that's no it I've isn't learned. really you know, how do I'll, you figure no. it's i leave yeah, mine on it all the time and even if i'm in and out of the truck for like 10 minutes and i plug it in and unplug it like it 
it seems fine. Why would it be bad for the ch- it charges? It decreases the life, no, the life cycle in them. And what it, it is, electro electrolytes or whatever it. Heck what it is is, is it used to be that some of those car chargers, when the battery was full, it would not kill itself. It would constantly try to charge right. it, and I think that mixed with the old what was it nickel cadmium batteries nickel cadmium back in the that days. is what caused the bad memory i think the new car and chargers with the lithium ion batteries have no problems there's no I memory think, with i think ion. i'm not the problem is matt i learned the hard way with our with my trusty droid x um really because i thought that too swelling. when i first bought my droid x i thought that and i just started using it because i had the extended battery and i was like if it breaks it i'll use the other battery and I never had a problem with it. Um, I had to end up buying a new battery for my Droid X because it ended up swelling. Really? The See, now, hold on. Up... You live in a little warmer climate than I. No. If you no, leave no, that no, plugged no, no, in no, 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 in no. the window <laughs> and the sun is... Uh, no, that's not what oh, happened. No, man. Are you sure? It was, char- it was not letting it die. Because these get warm. I'm just trying saying. Trying to hot swap it in the car on that little USB charger. And when I went to get another battery at the local battery shop, we pulled it out and... and he said, you know, this thing is swollen, right? And I, and I said, no. And he showed it to me. And sure enough, it was, you know, a couple of millimeters thicker wow. in the center of it. And, really? I have to look at my Droid X now. And it was well, because it of the, the issues with the charging, you know. For this, those that were questioning it, there it is, the LG with a removable battery. Yeah, no, my Droid X battery is flush, man. There's no, there's no... And I've been using my car charger, same one actually for both phones. And you drive all the time, right? Yeah, like I'm like more on a car charger than I am a regular charger, you know? Like yeah. So, Ant, do you not keep your phone charging during the day? No, what I do is I, I charge it overnight. He lets it and, die, and, and then, then he I charges let it. Die. it. See, that's no good. That's no good, dude. Lithium ion to needs anymore. to be topped off as continually, uh, as much as you can. It's. Yeah, it's not. Get a, I mean, get a I dead stock. Right. What, Shane? I always keep a desk stock if I'm at if I well I now work at my home exclusively, but um, so my phone is basically a desk clock. Um, there's uh-huh. a car charger. I don't ever leave that thing off the power. That's better for the battery. Which is weird because well, that's completely opposite to the nickel cadmium batteries. Yeah, battery. but it's a completely different battery. Technology. It's different so chemical. Rea- yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saying, like, you get people used to one way, and then you change the battery tech. But did anyone ever hear like, oh, hey, now you need to like? The, it's like they changed the tech, but never explained to people how to take care was, of these batteries. I was totally leery, man. Like I said, after seeing that thing swell and knowing what my habits were, because that's how I used to be. I just plug it up when it was, you know halfway full i just top it off and then as soon as i got in the car whether it was full or not i plugged it in you know that's crazy just imagine that thing swelling when it's in your pocket just like explodes right explode you know that was the next thing that was gonna happen (laughs) all right so i'll try um, that out though verizon we had a an article here on uh yahoo news funny enough that verizon's dropped the price again uh, you can now get a Galaxy Nexus for $49 uh, because they're they're waiting for the new model to be unveiled. So would you go $49 Galaxy <clears throat> Nexus, which is the one we all have, throw Cyanjimon 10 on it, throw you know, whatever you want on it, or would you wait 
saying that you you don't have an unlimited data plan that you're going to get taken away. You're just going into this new. Would you go $49 GeneX or would you wait for GeneX 2 for what? Most people should get the Gallup. I think I would go with people to get a $50 phone. Right? The regular consumer, I think this is a good way to go unless they can get it on Amazon at a cheaper price, you know. Um, Do we know any... People like us that consume data, you know, I'm here I am looking at my data meter and I'm at 3.41 gigs for my monthly cycle and I'm sweating. (laughs) (laughs) You know... See, and they're saying despite this being last year's model, the GeneX remains fairly well up to date, largely because of the current version of Android. And, I mean, you can put whatever current version you want on it, which is great. Uh, it's 1, 2 uh, gigahertz dual core, and it says it can't play games optimized for the Tegra 3, which is weird because mine does. I was going to say, I play Tegra games. I, I play, play Rip, games yeah. Riptide GP, which came on the Prime, that was made for the Prime, plays better on my phone than it does on the Prime. Granted, well, come on, I, you expect Verizon to know about their Android devices. Yeah, well, I, I figured it was just the Prime, because it messed up when it was stocked, too. But that's a <laughs> cool game. Uh, and it says you the know, NFC having... chip, what, what Joe? Oh, sorry. We were having that debate about um, what to do about phones at work. Um, we have a mixed environment of Android and iPhones. Um, and it's curious. Uh, the people that actually have the Android phones and use them day in, day out, prefer the Android phones. The people that have the iPhones uh, wouldn't even consider trying an Android phone. It's it's amazing. It's It's this... It's this That's exactly what I was expecting. Uh, yeah, I exactly. saw two <laughs> articles in the last two weeks. One of them said how to go from Android to iPhone, and the other one said how to go from iPhone to Android. It was like two different sites just trying to just trying to be helpful, you know. And the other use case you brought up, Matt, about switching on LTE only when you need it, a lot easier to set up on an Android phone than, a, than an iPhone. Is it? How do you switch? Can can you switch from LTE to CDMA on a Verizon iPhone? Like easy uh, with a? I don't I don't know. I just know that you can put a little widget. Uh, well, you first of all you, you have you know you have the two G three G controllers. You can, can put a little widget directly to the place where you choose. You can add it in the power yeah. widget also. There's you can. I think that's what you're talking about. The two G three G switch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just better on an Android phone. Well, is is that on stuff There's Android Android fans say that video? Off to this is some I, I don't want to play it on here because I just we probably won't, but I'd probably say every I, one of those things. I will put a link to it in the show notes at attackoftheandroids.com. If you haven't seen it already, just Google uh, stuff Android fans say or Android fanatics say. It's such a funny video. Um. So yeah, this I I would be more interested in hearing what the new Galaxy Nexus is going to be. Not the new LG Nexus, but the new... Because isn't... Samsung's coming out with a G Nex 2, right? That's what we're... Is that rumored yeah, still, or... Do we know, Shane? Is that... I don't think we know for sure. The only phone we know anything about is the, uh, the LG Nexus. And see... They're saying here, Samantha Murphy of Mashable says that Google will be serving up the Key Lime Pie version of Android at this October 29th event, which is 4.2. 
So, right. but we we really don't know if that's going to be a new version or just a quick bomb because they've done that before. No, I know. I'm just saying she says that that's what it's going to be. Who's feedbacking? Is that you? Okay, moving on. Oh, this is weird, and I don't quite understand this. Maybe it's just in Samsung keeping with a phone for everybody. We have the big S3. We have the mini. Now we're seeing, this is on popherald.com. We're seeing leaks. Mute your audio, Shane. Is that you? Is it me? Make sure it's not me. Is it you? Oh, it was you. Okay. Anyway, uh, we're seeing these weird leaks uh, of an S3 that's running Jelly Bean, but it has a physical QWERTY keyboard on it. Do we still need QWERTY keyboards? Even for SSH, if you have, like, hacker's keyboard, it does everything in software that you would need physical keys for, alt and all the, all those special keys for, like, PuTTY or SSH or whatever. Uh, aside from that, like, is... I don't know. Are, do, do you still hear that a lot? Like, oh, I just need a real keyboard. I can't type on a touchscreen because of my nails. Uh, I, I hear think that it, from my older generation. I'm sorry, Shane. Oh, I was just gonna say. I think if Samsung can take the chassis, the Samsung the S3 chassis, and tweak it for different markets and different segments, and make a bunch of money here and a bunch of money there, um, I think it's good. I think it's it shows choice, and I don't think they'd be doing it unless they didn't have market research that said they'd have somebody buy it. And remember, everybody mocked the Galaxy Note, and that was a huge hit. And the Note 2 coming, right? Or is here? I have users that are, like I've said before, that are an older generation. And every single one of them that have had their phones for a significant amount of time, they all say they miss their keyboards. Um, some of them even went back to that old droid. You is know that the I mean? Treo? And is that the Treo generation? Um. And that's you why, that. yeah, or the BlackBerry, BlackBerry or Treo generation. Yep, you, you could say that. You know, and they, they all wanted to have something thinner, lighter, or what have you, but for whatever reason, their dexterity just sucked. And they are getting know? a lot better. Like that original Droid, that thing was a brick. Yeah, it was <laughs> the Droid Two, still kind of a brick. And, but we've we've seen them get better about the keyboards, having a physical keyboard and making the phone thin still. Um, I remember it's, I remember the Evo when it came out. Was it two years ago? I think it was two years ago. It was the, like uh, HTC Evo and the Evo Shift. And I had one of our vice presidents ask me about it. He says, you know what? It's time for me to get away from BlackBerry. And I'm thinking about time. And he says, I've been looking at the Evo, and I was I was excited for him. He says, and I love the keyboard on it. And I'm like, do what now? <laughs> Wait, says, the what? The keyboard. You have a USB keyboard for it? <laughs> Explain the Bluetooth keyboard. What is what is it? And he said, but, no, this one comes with the keyboard. And sure enough, they had the Evo Shift back then at Sprint. And that's what he loved. So this is from Sam Mobile. It says the unannounced Samsung Galaxy three variant or Galaxy S three variant is using a powerful dual core processor and the best version of Android in the market right now. Uh, the evidences came from Japanese blogs that reportedly spotted the unannounced Samsung GT B nine one fifty that includes the company's Exynos fifty two fifty dual core processor at a one point seven. Uh, the report added that the letter B 
on the phone's name indirectly confirms the phone's physical QWERTY keyboard, similar to its previous B series of Android phones. Uh, is this the BlackBerry-like variant of the S3? I don't know. <laughs> Does anybody know? No, it's all speculation. But that's what we do. We speculate. We're speculators. We're spectating speculators. So it, it would make sense, though, with what Samsung has been doing. I'm surprised that Apple didn't announce an iPhone with a keyboard and that that's where this came from. Just just saying. It's very surprising. Uh, yeah, I think hell would freeze over if they ever put a keyboard on anything. <laughs> did Apple, you guys? Did you guys? Yes, I agree. Screw Apple. Uh, did you guys see this article on ZDNet about Apple and Android apps blamed for teen smoking? <laughs> like that's so amazing. And you're gonna <laughs> and you're gonna blame Budweiser for drunk driving while you're at it. No, I blame Budweiser for the overpopulation problem, but that's another mm. story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're saying that we uh, rather than blaming ourselves or our culture this little petri dish culture of ours here uh, we go after the big bad tech firms since they are the propagators of the latest trend which is apps uh, who's addicted to apps Applications promote smoking, but there's nothing on social media, YouTube, blogs, articles, or online games, for that matter, that could encourage less than healthy behavior. What is the world coming to? It's not as if stores sell cigarettes or even skirt around the law by selling cannabis accessories. (laughs) Blame the apps. May the technology gods on high smite tech firms for allowing such things. So this was a study. The study looked at 107 apps in the Apple App Store and the Android market, Google Play, uh, that contain 700,000 and 600,000 apps, respectively. Uh, Published in Tobacco Control, the researchers say that pro-smoking apps found in both stores could increase teen risk of smoking. This is the whole Joe Camel thing again, right? Like, you're making these apps fun and Angry Birds are smoking. I just wish there was some way to have, like, every child had, like, an adult guardian. That would tell them, like, what's right and what's wrong, if only. And that could prevent them from buying phones and stuff like that. They would give them, uh, what's that called? Man, I don't know if that's possible. They would give them guidance, (laughs) almost like parental guidance. Guidance. What we could call them? What could we call? Them? We could call them parents because they give parental guidance. Wow, you should patent that. <laughs> you know what we're here with agrees. kids, right? Yes, what? I am. They, 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 we all know them. Um, <laughs> do your kids get? Do they get small devices or anything? I mean, do they get iPods or old Nexuses? They, they, my youngest one has my old Droid X as his little mini tablet. The one with the um, swole battery. Yeah. The, well, no, it has it has <laughs> a new battery. Here, son, get out of here, kid. You bother me. <laughs> Go plug this in in the sun. One, but yet again, they they don't install any apps without me seeing it. You know, they they know the protocol. Now, hold on. Is that is that a trained behavior, or do you have software on the phone that makes them say, "Dad, please put in your password"? 
No, this is a trained behavior. Okay. Trained behavior. I, I said, if you're going to install an app, you need to come to me first. Um, we have the, of course, the Play Store, but we also have the Amazon market, not market, Amazon Store on there. And it's easy to track what's getting installed on your device. And every now and then, I think maybe twice, they've installed something from Amazon. And, you know, granted it was free, but you still have to, as a parent, take control <laughs> of these things and let them know, look, you're not going to just willy-nilly install apps, you know. You're you're seven years old. Come on. Uh, and so you, your youngest is how old? Uh, he's seven now. Seven, okay. See, he just mm-hmm. used that parent word we just came up with. I think this might catch on. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. I'm. I'm having a hard time trying to pass that word along. Yeah, I, I have no plans having kids or anything like that. But these studies like this are always. It's always ridiculous. Like Grand Theft Auto, you know, increases violence and um, all those really tame rock and roll songs from the '60s were supposedly, you know, ruining people's minds. You can blame if if you have kids, you can blame anything on your terrible parenting. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> it's my neighbors, those gosh darn neighbors of mine. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was interesting seeing that a- a- apps and and smoking. I I don't know. It almost seems like a more addictive thing because they're micro purchases. It's a buck here, a buck there, and some of these games, I mean, <laughs> It's like, why can't you get past this next level? Oh, not because you suck at the game, but because they made you have to pay for something to get past this next level. That's all it yeah. is. I mean, I've had, like I said, I've had a few episodes of that attempting, you know, they're playing, I don't know, just a random example, Angry Birds, and you can't advance until you pay for whatever on an in-app purchase. And, all of a sudden, they're like, well, why did the game stop? Most say, well, annoying thing ever. Like, if you're going to build a game, build it good, people, buy it. Don't build it, say it's free, and then say, oh, except if you want to play past the first level, you have to buy this, this, and this. Like, this is the worst. Kitty, I know, right? Is the worst. <laughs> the absolute worse all right let's talk about this uh before we wrap things up with some app picks and possibly seth um and i don't this you tell me what this sounds like because to me it sounds like just classic man in the middle attack that has absolutely nothing to do with the android apps themselves because your laptop on chrome or safari would do the same thing in this network setting so uh this is nick nick clayton on the wall street journal uh tech blog here it says basically that uh these researchers find that android apps are leaking personal data uh, it says information such as bank account details or other important personal financial data could be leaking from insecure Android apps, uh, according to researchers from Germany's Leibniz University of Hanover. Uh, the teams identified 41 insecure apps from the Play Market that have been downloaded up to 185 million times. The wow. scientists said that they could gather bank account information as well as PayPal, American Express, and other payment credentials. Uh, Ars Technica explains in detail that the findings underscore the fragility of the SSL and the TLS protocols, which are the foundation of almost all encryption between websites and end users. 
The problem appears not to be in the protocols, but the way they are sometimes implemented. So when I read this, I think classic man-in-the-middle attack, which if there is a man-in-the-middle attack on any network, your SSL is not going to be anything anyway. SSL strip. I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways you can redirect traffic through a man-in-the-middle attack on classic computer. This has nothing to do with the Android apps. So why is it focused on Android apps? Just because if your phone is on a Wi-Fi network that has a man-in-the-middle attack happening, those apps are leaking data just like your web browser, just like anything else that is connected to this network. Seth, what's up, man? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me here. Sorry I'm late. They say the scientists began their research by downloading 13,500 free apps from Google Play, subjected them to a static analysis. Uh, They checked whether SSL implementations of the apps were potentially vulnerable to man-in-the-middle exploits, which attackers are able to monitor or tamper with communications flowing over public Wi-Fi hotspots or other unsecured networks. The results identified 1,074 apps, or 8% of the sample contained SSL-specific code that either accepts all certificates or all host names for a certificate and thus are potentially vulnerable to man-in-the-middle attacks. Which, does that, that doesn't make sense to me. The, the man-in-the-middle attack isn't on the app. It has nothing to do with the app SSL credentials. It's between the network router and anything connected to that network, right? Like, am Not I, necessarily. So are they saying that there's man-in-the-middle code in the apps themselves or in their use of SSL? They're saying that the code of the app is being used to intercept the traffic <clears throat> before or after, or probably before it is SSL encrypted and sending it to a separate source. Or sending old certificates and sending them to the wrong site. But, but these, are, these are common issues with SSL that exist on Android, OS X, Linux. I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. Wasn't everywhere. this what we saw Firesheep exploiting in the way tokens were being passed around in the clear? I mean, that wasn't necessarily SSL because a lot of those sites weren't SSL then. But it's, right, it seems right. like... Actually, that started a lot of these sites becoming SSL. It did, yeah, right. <laughs> Do you remember that? Going to a coffee shop and popping that open, just seeing it populate? That was so awesome. No, I, I was more ethical than that, I guess. Oh, okay. uh, well. No, actually, I, I just don't go to coffee shops. I would have, otherwise. I went just for that <laughs> purpose. <laughs> I was actually I think... outside in my car. <laughs> yeah, so I oh, think that's this... not worse. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was war parking. Leave me alone. War parking. <laughs> war parking. Okay, folks. He's a war parker. Uh, so I think I think these studies are good, but it's nothing Android specific. <laughs> was that it, oh, Seth? Man, what's I'm going sorry. on? I was on mute. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say that I think the whole point of that article was just pointing out that. There are so many more mobile devices being used out there. There's more and more Android apps being used. I mean, uh, Android devices being used as well as uh, iOS devices out there. So they're easier targets now, in a sense, you know. So why not work on a man-in-the-middle attack with all of these? And it says here at the, the end, Ars Technica wonders why only Android apps were tested and suggests it might be because of the closed nature of the competing Apple iOS platform which would make analysis harder to perform. Well, but no, you can well, still... well, let's think about that. Do you think Apple really wanted something like this reported on them? W- wouldn't that make it more the point to report it? Mm, 
Come on, man. No, they don't want any probably... type of rain. Because you can check without getting into the app itself, right? You can do network sniffing and see what kind of traffic and how, how it's going. Yeah, but they want to look at how apps were implemented or not. Right. And so we know iOS is huge security leaks. Oftentimes, the way to jailbreak it, you can go to a single website. It's an exploit that's popping it, right? Yeah. So <laughs> keep doing these studies because it's always there's always going to be security holes. There's always going to be security holes on our desktops, laptops, mobile devices, cable boxes, probably eventually. Uh, it could be a man in the middle attack when you're just trying to buy your uh, copy of uh, Walking Dead through your Dish Network. I mean, it's all sorts of stuff. It's, it's just going to be a constant battle. And thank you for the dystopian future, Shane. Seth, uh, while while you're here, real quick, any thoughts on anything we've talked about? The LG Nexus, the announcement on the 29th, the iPad Mini. What are they calling it? The new iPad Micro iPad Mini, Mini. Mini. whatever. A- any thoughts on any, any well, anything like that? I have to admit, I've been away from most of the news today. I, I've read quickly some of these things um, on the LG phone. I want to see it in the hands of some reviewer that I trust or in my own hands. So right now it's just all specs and rumored things. It sounds like it will be interesting. I don't see it being super fascinating or new. You mean just What what uh, we mentioned is that that's the only Nexus phone that we've seen unveiled or talked about in any length. Would you wait for to see what other possible Nexus devices other manufacturers come out well, before you went with LG or No, I would wait to see if that droid uh, incredible that's coming up HTC, their 1080p incredible, the incredible what that's going to be or whatever, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know a name for it yet, but whatever that is going to be, I'd be I'd be curious to see that. We named it. It's the Incredible X. Okay, well, I wouldn't buy any phone <laughs> if I was in the market right now. Um, I don't think I would buy a phone until November to see what's dropping for Christmas. You know, maybe December even. Um, and what do you think about Verizon dropping the price of their GNX to under 50 bucks, waiting for the new GNX to come out? I think if you needed something off contract, that's a perfect phone. But that is on contract, isn't it? $50 contract price? $50 is usually yeah. on contract. Oh, but, weren't they, but weren't they selling a 290 or something like that Three, on, off contract? I, yeah, 293 something without. Yeah, I still think that's a great phone. Which is contract. also I mean, a still, great price for wonderful. that phone. That's like a yeah, $600 a device. Phone. So off contract, I'd go with that. $50? I don't think I would buy that phone for $50 right now. I would... You would wait? Buy, well, I would buy the S3 or I would buy... I mean, I know it's more expensive, but I would buy that or I would wait. Just, why? I think they're $150 better than the GNX. Really? <laughs> for I, you or for the average person? For me, $150 oh. is worth it being unlocked in a Nexus phone, personally, but that's me. Yeah, me. I mean, I hear that. I don't know. But for the normal user, you're probably right. The S3 would be a better choice if well, you don't want to root ROM and do all that or stuff. Even, or even I would, if we're a normal user, if you're not in any hurry, I would wait and see what comes up, what's coming up soon. Because, you know, right now the GNX is, I mean, the Galaxy S3 is, what, five or six months old or something like that? So um, maybe not even that. Not that old. It came out in July, I guess. Or something. So Kind of for the Samsung 4. Yeah, well, no, not that. But I would wait to see what... HTC comes out with and what this LG thing is, and maybe they're good. I don't know. But there's nothing super exciting that I've seen coming on the pike right now. Seth just says LG, not super exciting right now. Well, I mean, maybe it's going to be awesome. I don't know. <laughs> shocker. Life is good. <laughs> All right. And then uh, for the I... mini, I think you asked me about the iPad mini. 
I think that that is not going to pull anyone from Android, and is, but no one from Android is going to... You know what I mean? I think it's just sort of a non... I, mean, I think it's sort of a whatever. It's a non-issue. People, people who like Apple are going to buy it. People who like other things... You're not going to go things. look at a Nexus 7, be an Android fan, look at the iPad Mini, and go with the iPad Mini. No, but the one thing I do like about it is that you know, the Nexus 7 has such big uh, borders, uh, bezels, I think the iPad Mini does a good job of being really small on the bezels. Uh, yeah, do you, you no, know, I, don't, like, I don't know, Seth, if you have these, but we have thumbs. At least I do. Yeah, I need a bezel. Like, what do you screw? hold on to then? If there's no <laughs> bezel, what are you holding on to? There's gonna be lots. If you notice, they were very delicate in those pictures, touching the side of the bezel. You right. You need a thick bezel on the side of the seven-inch tablet. Don't you hate when you're like playing a game and like your finger drifts from the bezel onto the screen? <laughs> like it's the worst. Well, I don't. Turn I, don't I don't own a seven-inch tablet, so I, you, I'll, I'll default to you guys. I'm talking even on my ten-inch prime. Like I need that bezel there to hold on to because you don't want to be touching screen. You're. T- it's a touch device. If you touch it, it will activate. Like you need dead space to hold on to that's i mean but but yeah i, I guess unless you're right. you have mind over matter and you make your tablet float in front of you and then you can do whatever that'd be pretty can't you hold it sort of at the side without i guess i guess i haven't dealt with a seven inch tablet very much i've seen them in stores i've played with them but i haven't used them for like long periods of reading or anything like that so i don't think you could yeah i think that would be really annoying i, will, I think maybe... it's gonna drive a lot of people nuts so that'll be really interesting to see how these how these come back or the reviews and see if they can handle this no bezel thing. It'll be really um, interesting to see what Samsung does after this. What what they should do is they should just have, you know how like trackpads they shut off in certain areas. They should just have it so that the side is shut off. Well, didn't the Prime do that originally? And it doesn't. Mine doesn't do that anymore. With uh, well, the whatever new it is, CM, but was, there was a, was a tablet with just the edges shown sh- are darn touchable. Well, this was a button in the middle between your home buttons on the left and your task on the right. It was in the middle. It was a little lock icon, and you tapped it, and then you would drag it, and that would deactivate the whole bottom. So when you were playing a game, if you were constantly hitting the home button accidentally, it would deactivate all that, which I really liked because I was one of those people who kept hitting that menu or the was it the task launch and it would pause the game and freak it out cuz the graphics didn't like the the new menu being laid on it and it was just a mess so that that button really made a difference well i like the idea of apple's bigger screen and it's so what they what they say 67% bigger or something like that in the in their in their presentation i, I don't know it's, it's a lot i mean it's a lot more service area without that much bigger actual area for the device you know i think it was like 67% more screen with 11% more space the device takes up or footprint of the device. You know, some some numbers like that. And it has a lot less pixels. Joseph 49th in the chat says, uh, outer case, otter box. <laughs> that's what you hold well, on to. Anyways, I, I think, yeah, the screen thing, I, I, I agree that that's, it seems weird that they should have maybe gone for higher pixel density, especially since Apple and they're all big on the pixel density. But I also think, uh, I think it'd be interesting to see if a company come up with some sort of, you know, interface that lets that has a full screen, you know, little small bezels, but that finds some sort of smart way of shutting off this, you know, the sides when you're touching it or something like that. I think that'd be an interesting way to do it. But the only problem with something like that is that uh, there's always a null zone, a certain number of pixels or whatnot that's used to activate it. Well, you just lost your uh, 
your biggest advantage of having a screen all the way to the edges, which is to have the ability to touch it all the way to the edges. No, no, no. The big advantage is you see more content. But that's not an advantage, I don't think, personally. I would rather have the less content and have a place to hold my device than have it edge to edge. That just seems silly. If For something you're holding, that seems silly. I think that we're smart enough people in the world that they can make something like that, and it should happen. Yeah. It should. I don't know what it would be. But, I mean, like, trackpads, right? They can tell when you're resting your palm on it and when you're, like, touching it. I don't know, though, because mine on my Vio doesn't work very well. Well, yeah, Sometimes but Apple I have has figured to it out. I mean, like, there, there are ways that you can do that. There, there yeah, are it's smart pads way... that they can tell what their touches and what are palm bump. mistakes. So I think, that, I think that we could come up with something where... I think not we. I think Google or one of these other manufacturers. I'm working on it currently as we speak. Yeah, exactly. You come up with something that... Uh, does like this Apple thing with uh, sort of this uh, with small bezels, and then the very edges where your thumbs will touch it, they can shut that off at certain times or with certain types of touches or uh, I don't know. Certain you have to touch it a certain way, and then you will turn it off. Seth knows how to do that. Of course, Apple probably oh charges extra, extra hundred. Can we do app picks well, now? And Apple's probably already patented that guy, so we're never gonna see that happen on any Android. That's fine Android. because you know what? I don't want an edge edge device. App picks. Do we have app picks? Joey. Yes, this is to fly in the face of Shane's app pick from last week. Ha ha ha. I have conquered you. Uh, this is Bridge Architect Beta. Why do I bring up Bridge Architect Beta? Because Shane got me thinking about bridge building apps, and this one is free. Unlike the one he picked last week, which was, I think, three ninety nine. And the one he picked last week won't work on Joey's LG, so... <laughs> I don't know. I didn't try it. I got as far as the Play Store, found out it was three ninety nine, and went, uh-uh. I ain't nope. that for that. Nope. Um, it's fun to play. It gives you all those old bridge constructor-type ideas, you know, where you uh, have to drag cables and different types of building materials to span different distances and whatnot. Fun. It's free. Play it. Ha. Very cool. Bridge Builder Beta? Bridge Constructor's two bucks. Bridge Architect Beta. <laughs> If you don't want to support app developers, go with Joey's pick. <laughs> <laughs> You're a cheapskate. All right. Uh, Shane, give us a, a pay-for app pick. Uh, yeah, this one's another pay app pick. Of course. Um, Amazing. No, no, there's, there's a good reason for we it. We reach so, for all demographic, poor and rich. Uh, so tomorrow, the first game of the World Series starts, of course, for baseball, the, the best sport uh, in the country. Who's um, playing in it? It is the Tigers versus the Giants. The Tigers made it? Holy crap. And the Red Sox have been sorely overlooked. Yeah. Uh, so the cool thing about it is on a tablet, especially on the Nexus 7 or the Transformer Prime, uh, enables you to just watch four different angles at the same time along with the commentary. Now, it's not the uh, TV feed that you see, which actually kind of sucks because it's not directly behind a home plate. Uh, but you get the commentary, four different views, uh, and actually it's a total of eight different views you can see from uh, while you watch the game. Uh, the cool thing is um, if uh, the, I find watching it on TV and on the Transformer Prime at the same time makes for a pretty good combo. You get so different angles. Uh, I actually don't know how much the app is uh, because I have a subscription to MLB TV, but they offer prorated amounts for the rest of the season. If you just want to catch the World Series, if 
um, you want something better than the TV view or you don't have a TV in the office or you're going to be somewhere else. Uh, it's the MLB uh, app. I have the MLB at bat light because uh, MLB at bat light because I already have an account, but you can also get the MLB at bat 2012 if you just want to get a, a prorated account for the rest of the year. And uh, for baseball fans, it's a pretty good deal. Has insta- all the re- all the videos, um, great stats, all sorts of stuff. And that um, one, the at bat 12 is 3.99. I don't know if you mentioned that. The light one is, of course, free. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, they must be lowering the price. So, right on. All right. Uh, on a related question, does anybody have a good app for watching NASCAR? <laughs> it's I've called... actually been trying to find one, and there's not. Uh, I was just <laughs> trying no to come up with your car going around in a circle for three hours. I know, I was just trying to come up with something way to say, but I, I can't even think of anything. Will you program him an app of like a little icon just going in? <laughs> That'd be so awesome. <laughs> well, in the way, in the words of a very old NASCAR commercial, now people say we aren't athletes. People say it's just guys driving in circles. Say what you want. We can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> I can turn left better than you, Danica Patrick. Derby, derby, derby. That South Park thing they did about NASCAR was, like, one of my favorite. It was so funny. It was so spot on. Just, like, drinking Vagisil. Okay. Uh, Good. Thank you. Uh, Seth, do you have an app pick real quick? Yeah, I do. It is called Broken Sword. And it's it's kind of a weird... I don't know how to describe it. You sort of play this. You sort of. It's like an RPG, and you can see a sort of like stylized art here. Ooh! Uh, as I show it up there, and like you walk around, and you see now she's walking, and you like click on things, and you solve. Like King's Quest. Yeah, it is like King's Quest. You solve like a murder mystery, and it's gotten really good reviews. And it's actually, I didn't just found about it. Uh, it was on the last sale, I think they had it on sale. Oh, the twenty-five is there, like, a potion to fix the sword because it's broken. Hey, if it yeah, ain't broke, no, you don't you don't find the golden egg, the goose's egg up in the tree or whatever, like King's Quest one. Um, but uh, King's you, Quest, uh, it's good. Oh, I, I enjoyed it. It, it. I haven't played the whole thing. I played it for me for an hour and it was fun. But so I can't give you more recommendation to say if you like those sort of King's Quest games, um, this looked like this was kind of fun. Right on, Broken Sword. Ant, you got an app pick for us? Uh, yes, I do. It's called NFC Task Launcher. Uh, I bought some NFC tags uh, the other week just to try them out here at the house and at the office and whatnot. And w- the main advantage I've seen over this particular app versus um, some of the other apps out there that handles NFC tags is the ability to rewrite NFC tags and uh, reformat them. Because uh, theoretically, you can get a tag that's not um, not able to be rewritten or what have you, and even the ones that are rewritable. Uh, I tested it out with some other some other apps and programmed this programmed a tag to do a specific task with the NFC Task Launcher app. Scanned it with another NFC tag uh, app and see if I could try to reprogram it, and it wouldn't work. But um, once I formatted it with NFC Task Launcher, I could rewrite it with whatever app I wanted, you know. But are I think those I'm just really, gonna stick. 
worth it? Mm-hmm. Like, are those cool? Are they, I've been hearing a lot about them, but I, I haven't gotten any yet. Are they, are they well, really? It, it 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 can still use a little work. Um, it just depends on um, what you're trying to do with it. I think what I'm going to do is add uh, what's that app called Tasker to it. I've I've heard right. of Tasker. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I can add that to it to some of the functionality, it'll be really really neat. Right now, what I use it for is I get in the car. And um, I just swipe it in the car, and it turns my brightness up so I can see, turns the volume up to where I can hear it a little better, puts it in car mode because I do have a little dock for it. And then when I get to work, I swipe it when I get to my desk. Um, it'll uh, turn on turn on Wi-Fi. It'll check me into the office, and it'll turn the brightness down on my screen to try to save some battery, and it'll turn my ringer down to where I'm not interrupting other developers around me. So, I mean, it is rather convenient, but it, it still could use a little more work as far as what people um, that are less techie would like to do with it, in my opinion. But I think I'm going to try to integrate it with Tasker here in the next week or so and, and just see what else I can get out of it. Nice. We'll have to check back and see what all cool things you found for that to do. I've I've been reading a lot of cool use cases for those people, like using them to unlock their <laughs> doors and do their car stuff, and just a yeah. lot of cool. You you can do a lot of cool stuff with it. So, somebody just get a Google Plus message. <laughs> all right. Uh, all of y'all are chiming. No, there it was. <laughs> that was me. That was me again. <laughs> Okay. Uh my app pick the this is it's it's been around forever. Shane says maybe this might have been his original idea back in the day, but who knows. <laughs> but um I finished uh work on these two albums. I have the Escape Goats album and then the Blame EP, which is just this eight track little EP to go along with it. So I was wanting to work on something new. So I was like, where should I find some new beats to write to? I was like, ah, SoundCloud, go there. Ever since then, I've been using this app, the SoundCloud app on Android, which is just fantastic, I think. It, It does pretty much everything. It's not so hot being able to message other people on SoundCloud, which I don't know how often people do that, really. I I did it just to to talk to this guy. I was like, hey, your beats are cool. I'm going to write something to him. He's like, cool, whatever. Um, But other than that, like the app itself is just great for playing music from SoundCloud. I mean, the app works awesome. You can record with it, uh, stuff like that. So definitely check it out. It works really well and uh, all that. So SoundCloud, quite popular. And and in support of Joey, my app was free. Yeah, mine too. So... Awesome. Cheapskates of the world unite. And if you're on SoundCloud, you can hear a few new uh, songs from those albums that I mentioned, if you want. So check that out. Uh, All right. Anything else? Is that it? Did we cover everything Android-y that we needed to? Snow came. We have snow here. I just want to mention that. I was actually wearing in Montana wearing the beanie. I am so surprised. No, it's weird. Usually we get snow at like Halloween, but the last few months it's been after Thanksgiving. We've gotten snow like it's been really late. And so today it happened early, which is probably not a very good sign for things to come. But hey, that's why (laughs) I live here. I took my motorcycle to work. I'll snowmobile to work. I don't care. I'll snowmobile all the way to work. Doesn't even matter. It's 81 here today. Shut up, Shane. Shut up. (laughs) You also have you also have to deal with living around like five million other people, which I not me, don't. No. <laughs> yeah, not, not Shane so much. Not actually right, in LA. He's got a moat. 
<laughs> right. All right. Well, cool. Glad you could join us, uh, even though it was late. Seth, will you be here next week? Yeah, I should be here next week. Okay. Yep. Fantastic. Although, although you know, I never can make it. Well, we'll although on. I'll be late. Okay. Well, sure. I can never make it until six thirty my time, which is eight thirty central, and so we'll have to see. So you're just always late, which is fine. We start early for Joey's sake because he has That's an early fine. bedtime. That's fine. If you got you cool, as long as you're cool, be coming in late. So. No, well, I'd honestly rather listen to you than him. But hey, it's not my call. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding, Joey. All right, uh, and send that DDoS to yeah, no, please don't to our server, which will drop all of our websites. Okay, no, just to uh, your computer, just to mine. All right, knock him offline. Hey, before before we end, Matt, there's one last thing I want to say mm-hmm. for anyone who's interested. The uh, Microsoft Surface tablet reviews are dropping right now on all the major sites. So yeah, that's, that's why I mentioned earlier. That's why I asked if it had been announced because I didn't know when the date was. But yeah, they're, they're just all getting dropped. The like Ars Technica, Wired, yeah. Verge, they all just they all just dropped in the last like hours. So. And they look pretty. I don't know. Looks intriguing. Well, the Verge, Joshua Topolsky nailed it. He didn't like it at all. Really? <laughs> I don't want to say it at all. He didn't like it very much. And I, I I usually really enjoy his reviews, and I find myself agreeing with him quite a bit. Whereas Wired says they really, really like it. And Wired is pretty good magazine. I mean, we're pretty good. I guess they're not a magazine anymore. But I don't know if they're a magazine or not. But a pretty good publication, I guess. Um, and the reviewer liked it. So uh, I'm still trying to get a get a feel for it. But Well, I dare say that we've just scratched the surface with this one. <laughs> oh, well, the, re- the reason I bring this up is because I feel like, I don't know if this is good or bad, but I feel like a lot of my fellow Android users are also PC users as opposed to Apple users. Right. And so this is interesting because this is some sort of weird mix between PC, tablet, you know what I mean? And so uh, I find myself wanting a small PC to take with me places, but maybe not a laptop. I'm not this intrigued by it just because I have this HP Pavilion tablet, and just the tech that went into that was just terrible. Even with 7 running on it, not Vista, which is what it came with. Like, the touchscreen is so terrible, and the Well, but this is a totally different thing, and it's like, it's this thick when it's close. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, but this is totally different. This is made for touch. It's got Windows 8. I know. But um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how these go down. I can't get I kind of want to see this in person. I, I don't think I'm going to ever buy one, but I would like to see it. I would buy something like this if it did a little bit more than these do. But we'll see. So when you say go down, you're you, you mean like under the surface, not just all right. Thanks for listening, guys. TagTheAndroids.com. That's our site every week. Uh, on Tuesday, you can always catch the reruns along with Yats and the old uh, Boss episodes on that playlist. Almost to 60 hours of free video content there. So check it out. Check out the uh, site and everything. Make sure you leave us a nice review on iTunes or wherever else people review podcasts. Yeah, and maybe next week, if you tune in, we'll have some more information on that competitor, that uh, Surface project, and we can debate about it. Uh, we can even call the episode Surface Tension. We could, and then you can break that oh Surface Tension. Any more puns? Can we wrap this up? All right, thanks for listening, guys. Leave us a message, 406-204-4687. We'll catch you next week. We'll see you tomorrow for Yats, yet another tech show. Later. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.